0: Hello, lovely listeners, here today for another episode with my bestest, bestest friend in the whole world, Miss Monica. If you hadn't listened to our previous episode on codependency, definitely check that out. We had a wonderful conversation a couple months ago that we shared, and it went so well that we decided we wanted to share again with you. So hello, Monica. Hello. 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 So, since we talked last with all you lovely people, we both have a lot of changes in our
1: life, unfortunate changes. We've been comforting each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, over the past few months.
0: If you all follow me with any regularity, you know that unfortunately, I've um, lost my mom in the last month, month and a day today, actually, as of this recording,
1: anyways. Um, and what about you, Monica? Um, yeah. So, dad passed uh, just a few months before yours, like July 25th. So, what, two months yeah. before your mom. Two months before your mom. Um, yeah, we've done a done a lot of consoling. And then prior to that, you've lost your mom. Yes, that's been that's been a while. Um, that one's going on 19 years this December.
0: It's real.
1: Um, in some aspects, it feels like it's been longer and in other aspects, it feels like it hasn't been hardly any time at all. And then there's that weird zone to where it feels like she's still there and I have to tell her something real quick. So I need to call her. And then I remember like, oh yeah, that's right. She's not going to answer. Yeah. You know what? That is
0: really fresh with me right now.
1: Even just this morning,
0: um, tears fell because I was thinking that I could reach out to her for something and then,
1: Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. right, I can't. Yeah. Um, that was me yesterday. Yeah. I went to my dad's grave yesterday and I was feeling fine beforehand and I get there and it's like, just that heaviness, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not a sad heaviness. It's a happy heaviness. I don't know. I'm not sure how to verbalize it just yet. I know that I know that's just his body. Mm -hmm. That's not really him. Um, you know, you know, I believe that we just carry on afterwards and I, I have to think that he's doing something pretty awesome now living his best life, living his best different life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so, grief in all the layers that it is is what we're talking yeah. about today, and and where we are with it, and and how we process it. And I don't know, you're probably in a different spot than I am with some Yours of it. You're way more fresh. Yep. Well, at least for my mom, your mm-hmm. mom, um, you know, passed like you said, 19 years 19 ago. Years. But the grief is still there, and mm-hmm. the grief is fresh with your dad, whom mm-hmm. you just lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, we're just going to get into a little bit today about what grief means to us, where we are with it, what we're doing with it and how you really can't ignore it because it's a part of constant life, at Mm -hmm. least in, in the human world. So where do you feel like you are with it? with your dad let's say like let's talk about the stages of it all
1: oh gosh um and mine was mine was interesting um shall i shall i start at the beginning for <laughs> your listeners
0: well you can give them the clip notes Clip notes. what happened clip here clip notes version
1: um i actually my children and i we were going to be going over to see my dad and my kids are almost 14 7 and 5 and we had gone over there to help him with his pool and that was our that was our to-do list for the day and unfortunately when we got there he decided to take his forever nap
0: uh,
1: in his chair and my girls have this thing where they play with gigi uh, that's his nickname gigi and um he fakes sleeps in his chair and they run up the stairs and they jump on him and they tick, you know they tickle him to wake him up and then he gobbled them up like a monster. And unfortunately, that day um, he was not fake sleeping. and they ran up ahead of me and just as I turned the corner, they were in midair and I knew something immediately was not okay. He did not he did not look all right. <laughs> he um, he was already gone. So he had already started to lose his color and it was, it was very, it was a lot, it was a lot to take in in that brief, like 14 nanoseconds. And just as I was telling them, get off of Gigi, (laughs) um, they had already plopped down on him and little Evelyn, five-year-old, she's like, grandpa's cold. And thank God I had Adria there with me. Mm -hmm. Um, She normally wouldn't have come. She's, she's a little old lady curmudgeon, you know, she'd rather sit in her room and, you know, stare at the wall, she was there and she immediately scooped them both up and took them outside and put them in the car and just kind of occupied them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I spent the next, um, what felt like forever minutes of my life trying to perform CPR on my dad. That was really stressful. Um, he was home, not alone. He was with his wife. Uh, she hadn't noticed his passing. Um that was really that was really hard you of all people know that I have a very difficult relationship with her she's not a nice person and from that moment on she made the entire process of my father's passing the most horrible experience I have ever gone through in my entire life and um that was, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, she's very wicked. You know, my mom's passing, she passed 19 years ago. That was, um, she happened to be a victim of a violent crime. It was a robbery gone wrong. Um, they eventually caught the murderers. They spending time in jail. And that was a lot. That was a lot to process. That was, a, that's a whole different thing. But, My dad's wife just made things so much worse. Mm -hmm. She was vindictive. She was jealous. um, Didn't didn't act how I thought she should have acted. But, you know, everybody grieves differently. Mm -hmm. Everybody processes things differently. And in that moment, I was just stricken with ultimate sadness. And I think... I've gone through a lot of the sadness, a lot of anger, a lot of blame. Um, She should have noticed. She should have heard him. She should have paid better attention. It wasn't like he was in his room with the door closed. He was in the living room for everybody to see. Um, So I have a lot of blame I have a lot of anger towards her that I'm still trying to work through. I want to let it go. I feel like I'm ready to let it go, but then I get upset and then I go back to being mad at her Mm -hmm. and it goes back and forth. Every time I get really sad and I really miss him, but I'm happy that he's not stuck here with her anymore, Uh, then I get back to angry again. Mm -hmm. So I just keep kind of going through that cycle. Yeah. That's where I'm stuck.
0: I was looking at some just information on grief and the way people process it and the way that they heal. Um, You know, it's interesting, the events of our lives, what they trigger us to look into and and to explore in Mm -hmm. terms of information, because it's not anything. I mean, I've lost people before, um, but losing your mom is an entirely different scenario, even than losing like a grandparent, whom I was incredibly close to when they passed. But this felt different. Um, So it prompted me to actually pursue healing and mm-hmm. pursue ways to find some peace with it all and um one of the things that it talked about was you know of course the different layers of the grief um denial anger bargaining depression acceptance and then actually purpose is added to that list in recent years I not heard that
1: purpose one yeah mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wish I could remember the uh, author that had originally uh, done the work on the previous stages of it. And then her successor um, added Hmm. that that next level and layer of it all. And it was interesting. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm not (laughs) the purpose part of my mom's passing at all. But there's comfort in knowing that it could potentially uh, could be coming, that Mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm um we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute um with where my thoughts went with that but i can see how especially when there was somebody around you that was making a hard situation worse Yes. that there's yeah. a lot of going back and forth between the anger and the blame and um the denial and you know acceptance ultimately of of what happened i can see how that could potentially be harder to process mm-hmm. um my mom's passing you know your parents passed abruptly yes unexpected there was no warning right um
1: yeah the year um, one like both of them um with my mom I have comfort in the fact that we had a really amazing day the day before. Yeah. So I really don't celebrate her death anymore. or I don't, I shouldn't say celebrate. That's a weird word. Um, but I really don't acknowledge her death date. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge the day we had before because mm-hmm. to me that was the most special day ever. Right. Um, we, we were all together. We were planning things for Christmas. We were planning yeah. my baby shower. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of really amazing things. My mom was not a lovable character. Mm-hmm. And she told me she loved me that day.
0: Yeah. Isn't that different how That's that just happened? That's so weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. She had no idea. This was a random thing. Right. Um, so we celebrate that. And then the day before my dad passed, I had actually gotten a tattoo that is not just his name, but his actual signature. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had called him. I would sent him a picture and I had called him. So we had a really good conversation the day before he passed. And. <laughs> When I showed him the picture and I was talking to him, he's like, oh, nice. You should, you should get a second job in forgery. I'm like, forgery? He's like, no, that's your signature. Like, I didn't write that. That was you. Remember? Like, about a month ago when I said, hey, sign your name on something and send me a picture? He's like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what that was for. Why did you just blindly send me your signature? (laughs) You didn't even care.
0: Yeah, you didn't even
1: care. So, you know, we were just kind of joking about that. We're joking about, uh, you know, the tattoo and stuff. My dad's not a big tattoo guy, but I know this like meant something to him. He's, mm-hmm. like, he thought that was kind of cool that like, I put his signature on me and we were talking about, again, making plans. We we're making plans for having dinner the next day and going to come out and help you with the pool because that pool has been the bane of my existence mm-hmm. all summer long and we're going to get it working and, you know, talking about, okay, well, we've got some house projects to do. I'll help you out on the weekends. I'll come over there and bring the kids and just all do some we'll all do some hard work and be fine. And it was a good conversation. It was a good day. And my dad, again, just like my mom, not a lovey-dovey, feely person, but in the last couple of years, he's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. So we ended our conversations with, I love you. I'll talk to you later. I'll see you tomorrow. Wow. And... So yeah, they were very abruptly ripped away from me, but we ended with something really beautiful. And I know not a lot of people get that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's kind of been one of my things too. It's never leave somebody angry because right. you don't know. Right. You don't know. Don't have a fight with somebody and then storm off. Don't have a heated argument. And you know, might not ever see them again. You might not ever get right. to talk to them again. I couldn't live with that.
0: That's an amazing lesson that you absorbed from two really life-changing situations that um, that that's particular, you know, that, that is purpose that that's actually is part of the purpose of one of the, that's pretty cool. You know, stages of it all is if you look at it from that angle, it's not purpose you know, it's not giving their physical passing purpose, mm-hmm. but it, it gave a purpose in a way that it taught you something. Absolutely, And it's something that you're going to take forward with you yeah. in life. Just knowing that it's, it's really not worth slamming that door and, no. and leaving and never talking to somebody again. No, I, that might actually be it. That,
1: that might be it. Yeah. I mean, gosh, my parents have done a lot of crazy things over the years that I could have gotten mad at and never spoken to them again. Right. But man, if that was... Oh God, if that was one of the last times I ever talked to them again. Right. I don't know how I could, I don't know how I could go on. Yeah. With that kind of heaviness. Never, never, never will I leave somebody in an argument. We're going to solve it right then and there. I don't Mm -hmm. care how long it takes. We're going to fix it. I'm not going to miss an opportunity to tell somebody that I love them. That's another thing that I've really taken away from both of those. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't grow up with a whole lot of "I love yous," but I'm unlike the queen of them, yeah, make it weird. So everybody t- loves them so
0: much that it weirds them I out. totally
1: make it weird. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna embrace you and hug you a little longer than I probably should. Yeah, your hair a little longer than is <laughs> socially acceptable. Socially acceptable. No, that's totally right. That's a little too much. There you go. Yeah, got <laughs> <Get> carried away.
0: <laughs> I mean, looking at my situation with my mom on, the, on a different angle of that you know i knew she was dying yes and so did she yes and that's that's a different situation to be in for both people to to know i mean we all know that we're going to die well, sure. ultimately right but being but faced with it being faced sure. with it and actively knowing that you're you're not curable and this progression is going to be probably quick yeah to know that to physically be feeling and seeing yourself decline And, you know, my mom was a nurse. She knew exactly what was happening to her body. She knew exactly what was happening. She knew exactly what it meant when um, they were all talking hospice and, you know, morphine drips. And I mean, she knew what all that meant. And not everybody does. And Mm -hmm. to sit next to her and know that she knew, and I know what all that means. Mm -hmm. And just to have, you know, I, I don't pretend to know what that felt like to be her in that position. All I know is what I felt like. And to watch somebody go down like that and the decline that she did to watch somebody, um, just deteriorate in front of you for honestly months, months, months. Um, it took a toll. Yeah. I mean, to say the least, I don't, I'm certainly not processed at all. And I don't know, I don't have the right words at this point in time to even know, like what I'm feeling about it other than just, you know, devastation. I yeah. lost my mom.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But I'm probably in the depression phase of the stages at this point. I mm-hmm. mean, certainly the denials. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's some denial when I still think I'm gonna see her like walk out of her room or walk down the stairs in my right. house. She lived with me for yeah some time. Um I don't know that I was ever angry. I can't really identify. I wouldn't I would never have had you for angry. <sighs> yeah. Just just so so sad. Just I so mean, sad. but the the bargaining, I mean, there was certainly yeah. some of that in the form of prayer or the yeah. form of you know pleading with the universe at a certain point.
1: Right.
0: Um but that's not the reality anymore. But I know you and I talked not too long ago about
1: the difficult question, which is worse. Yeah. Or which would you quote unquote rather have? Yeah. And I mean, if I was put in your shoes, I I I I think that I would rather have had lost my parents quickly. It was ripped from me, yeah. but I didn't have to Go through what you did watching watching your mother suffer, yeah. watching yourself decline, watching your family suffer, mm-hmm. watching your family decline. There, there was so much more heartache involved with yours.
0: I don't know that it was more. It was different. It was different, just different than yours. Different. You know, um, I definitely don't think it was more. I mean, this is devastating no matter how you look at it. Mm-hmm. But another way to look at it, too. I mean, now that. It's not as raw, you know, a month out, mm-hmm. three months out for you, 19 years for mm-hmm. you. Knowing that we have power over our thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. we either allow ourselves to be in like a spiral of despair yeah, or we allow ourselves to heal from within by talking to ourselves about, the need to continue forward right. to, to move forward. And oh, yeah. one of those things for me is one of those thoughts that keeps entering my mind for, for myself is in regards to some of the things that my mom said to me that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of them is, and you were at my mom's service. So you heard me say this.
1: Yeah, that was, I'm <laughs> incredible. That was incredible. I'll probably
0: start crying. I know
1: me too. <laughs> um,
0: but right after I had, My son, I really went through a rough postpartum point in my life and I was struggling a lot. And um, my mom, it was probably about, I don't know, five or six weeks after I had him. And she said, I don't even know what it was. I think it was regarding nursing and I was really struggling with nursing. Mm -hmm. And she said, in the context of the conversation, Logan is counting on you. (laughs) <laughs> as i get emotional Damn, you know
1: <laughs> like how i know how are you gonna look at her and be like no he's not well and it was just no, in that powerful. moment it was just whatever
0: was hindering my mindset at that point in time just i snapped out of it yeah it was just like oh fuck yeah 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 he is yep. not, not me yep. I'm, I'm his mom Probably and is. it's yeah it was All like this life. is me being responsible for a human and um Like, let's go. Like, you need to step into what is and Mm -hmm. embrace this role and just show up. And from that point forward, at least mentally, things got a little bit easier. Yeah. So there was that. And then there was um, one of the last uh, conversations with her when she was still coherent. I had asked her. Um, how I was going to be brave without her. <laughs> and she just squeezed my hand and leaned into me because I was laying on her bed with her. She leaned into me and she said, just be who you are. And both those phrases, both those things that she said to me out of, you know, 42 years of conversations that I've had with my mom have stood out to me in such a magnified way that those are the thoughts I keep coming back to in regards to just trying to be in charge of my thoughts and my mindset so that I don't spiral into despair so that I don't just stay in a depression Yeah, to be able to um, just get up and show up. Mm -hmm. and keep moving forward because logan is counting on me Mm -hmm. and i do need to be who i am yeah because although her assignment was up mine is not nope and you and i both have to continue on even though
1: we continue to just not believe that they're gone yeah and there's lots of days where we just don't want to yeah for sure Mm -hmm. for sure lots of days that we don't want to yeah it makes it particularly difficult when you do have to be brave for other little people that Mm -hmm. are watching. There comes a point where you have to be strong enough to comfort them because they lost somebody too. You have to be strong enough to hold yourself up. But you have to also be raw enough to let them see you hurt. Yes. That's a big part of it too, because
0: I don't ever I don't ever want my son to think that he cannot show yeah. the world what he's feeling. Yeah. He needs to be able to know that that's okay. And yeah. He doesn't
1: need to filter himself like right. that. Right, absolutely. And that this does hurt. Yeah. It does suck. And, and it's valid. Yeah. You are welcome to feel however you want to feel. Mm-hmm. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. You know, be angry. Be angry. Um, Andrea has a lot of anger still. You're my fourteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old yeah. daughter. She has a lot of anger still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's old enough to have known my dad's wife for the entirety of their courtship, marriage. Um, she's been in the picture for about eleven years, and. I mean, that whole time she's been difficult. So Adrienne remembers. And it hurts because she had to have Grandpa before she came into the picture. Yeah. And she remembers what Grandpa was like before. Mm-hmm. And there were little glimpses of that throughout the years when he was allowed to be himself and not controlled by her. But, man, it, it just hurts her so bad. Mm-hmm. And it just hit her like a ton of bricks like two weeks ago. Um, that was the first time she really let go.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, she made me come pick her up at school.
0: Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And um, she she was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She excused herself from class. She went to the bathroom to go cry. And I get a text message from her saying, you got to come get me. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm not picking you up. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, you know, she just wants to come home because she doesn't want to go to school. And she's like, no, Ma, you got to come get me. I'm... I can't stop thinking about grandpa and I'm having a really rough day and it just kind of hit me and I don't know what to do. And I'm just sitting in the bathroom crying and I don't want to go back to class. Mm -hmm. And it was so crazy because literally that exact same day I had had a dream about him. He was just in my dream and I woke up and he was just so heavy on my heart. And I wrote him a little letter that morning. And that always kind of makes me feel better. Yeah, that's
0: a great release. And yeah.
1: I just, I like to write him. Um, I, I still write him on his Facebook page. <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. And uh, I did. I just, you know, we had celebrated Evelyn's birthday that weekend. And the little, my, my seven-year-old, she's like, I saw Grandpa at the party. And I was like, you did? And she's like, yeah, he was there. And it's like, oh, gosh, that's, that's pretty cool, you know? Well, I wanted to tell her that she didn't, mm-hmm. you know? um, I hope he was there. And I just kept thinking about that. And so that morning I did, I wrote him a little letter saying, I hope you enjoyed the party <laughs> we miss him. And I didn't tell Andrea that. And Adria doesn't have Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't see that. And she had those same feelings on her heart that day oh, and man. it just hit her. And I'm like, all right, hang tight for a little bit longer and I'll come get you. You got to yeah. go back to class. And she's like, I can't go back to class. I'm a mess. And uh, I'm like, all right, just go to the guidance office. And mm-hmm. she's like, no. Mm-hmm. And if anybody listening knows my little Adria, <laughs> she is uh, she is not a show her emotions kind of girl. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very few people that get to see Adria. And at school is 100% not the place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Being a middle schooler, yeah. showing your emotions. Oh, man, no way. Well, that's because the world makes it hard
0: for it kids does. to do that. It's the scene is not as acceptable, right. unfortunately. Right. But that's funny that you say that, Um. you know, she was crying, not funny, but you know, she was crying and wanted to come home and was upset. And so many kids are told just, you know, to deal with it. And I have another friend that yeah. lost her, her mom young, like she was a little kid when she lost her mom. And she remembers that nobody even said anything. Like it was just like, she just went to live with family. That's so awful. (laughs) Nobody even like talked to her about it or even said the words mom died. You know, it was just like to be assumed. And there was no period of, of grace, of like healing, of being okay with the emotion of it all. It was just, just meant, you know, you just were expected to carry on with life. Um, And this is your new normal. And it's, I mean, you can imagine what that's no, done to a person absolutely. throughout their childhood that's horrible. as an adult. So, you know, now that we tell our children, at least you and I do, like you absolutely can sit with those feelings. You absolutely yeah. can have a grace day. You don't have to go to school no. if you need a mental health day.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I think part of what I'm explaining with my other friend is that it was um, there. Were, there's just things that have evolved over time in regards to mental health for sure. And just, you know, how we allow ourselves to grieve.
1: Yeah. Or not, <laughs> or, not or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she went, I, I finally convinced her, to go down to guidance and the guidance counselor had talked to her for a few moments, mm-hmm. but again, Andrea didn't really want to expose herself that much. So the guidance counselor felt that she was better and that mm-hmm. she could go back to class and she should stay busy. Mm-hmm. And that was her solution to helping Andrea through it. Is that, you know, as long as she stays busy and she's doing something um, <laughs> that occupies her mind, she'll be okay. It's like, no, man, just let the kid cry. Well, that's a, <laughs>
0: that's another thought that comes to my mind with this is like, do you allow it the space it deserves? Or do you find a distraction to ignore it to keep everything oh, well, below the surface? I
1: think there's different stages of that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just like different stages of grief. I think there's different stages of processing your emotions, Um, I, I went back to work pretty quickly, uh, after, after my dad passed, um, my boss is amazing. She's like, take as much time as you need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask you when you're coming back. You just tell me when you're ready. And I was only out of work for about just a little under two weeks. And I felt like I had to get back because being stuck inside my mind Mm -hmm. was making it worse. Um, I constantly relive that day. I constantly had night terrors, um, that I was doing CPR wrong. So I went back to work because I had to, I had to keep my mind busy. My body was busy at home taking care of things, but my mind wasn't. And I kept reliving, reliving that day over and over again. Mm -hmm. The things that I could have done, the things that I should have done doing CPR, right? Doing CPR wrong, getting there too late. Like my shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Had I only left work and came home to get the kids right away, mm-hmm. and gotten there earlier than I said I was going to be there, I could have prevented this whole thing from happening.
0: Ugh, that's, that's, that's that blame and guilt man, has had to bend man the blame so hard. with that
1: one. Oh gosh, I dilly dally too long, and. But you know the re- to get back to work. Yeah. I know that's yeah. not real. I was gonna I say, know, you know the
0: reality of that is completely inaccurate. It's not, that's it's just part of the process yes. of the
1: grief. It is, it is, yes, I have come to terms with um there is nothing I could have done any differently, and I did everything that I could have and should have done. Right. And I it sucks. I wish I could have saved him. But the fact of the matter is, by the time I had gotten there, you know, I talked to the coroner afterwards, I'm like, you know how long was he gone? Like, could I have gotten there just a little mm-hmm. bit sooner? And she said, no way. By the time I had gotten there, he had already been gone for over an hour, but closer to two hours. Jeez. That's a long time. Yeah. You wouldn't have it gone. would have been a straight up hand of God moment. If that yeah. man came back to life with the little bitty CPR that I did. Yeah. Um, so the shoulda, coulda, would will eat you alive. Yeah. Um, I had to get back to work. Yeah, I work, can understand that. Work is my sanctuary. I love I love my job. I love what I do. I love my boss. I love my coworker. Uh, I love our patients. Mm-hmm. I love making people feel better. Mm-hmm. That's my happy place. There is not one day that I'm like, ugh, I got to go to work. Shout out to that's Wellness.
0: <laughs> Bowditch Wellness is in Chesterton, Indiana. Like we will, we'll, they will, they will fix ca- you. We'll <laughs> we will Shame, fix you up. <laughs> shameless plug, there, yeah. people. Uh, that's but, where I've gone for all my running injuries over the years.
1: <laughs> all, all, many of them. Yeah. But I do. I, I love. Yeah. I love what I do. I love being a therapist. I love helping people, and and that makes my mind. Don't mind my dog. Oh yeah, you hear the, the flappy ears in the background. Um, she's uh, don't well worry about it. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, work is my happy place. I love, I love work and I needed a distraction from the way that I was feeling. And I knew that if I put my focus on fixing people that I could help, mm-hmm. um, it would take my mind off the fact that I couldn't help my dad. And it's it a right? way to say it. Yeah. And it did. It, it definitely helped. There were sad moments at work and I was able to kind of compose myself All of my patients were freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, My boss didn't hide the fact that I was missing (laughs) (laughs) or why I was missing. I should say Um, she ended up, she ended up letting our patients know while I was, why I was gone. And every single one of them, when I came back had a hug waiting for me, a Mm -hmm. card, you know, something sweet to say. I had so many messages. People reached out to me through text and through Facebook and Instagram. And it just, it was, it was wonderful to just Mm -hmm. feel that love from other people. It was great. Oh yeah. People I think really underestimate,
0: um, just a simple like message or a text or reaching out when somebody is just having a hard time, whether it's this kind of, you know, trauma or something else, but Mm -hmm. you know, those little things like the, the amount of people that reached out to me in, you know, one way or another, you know, messaging or texting or Surprise sending people. food, sending flowers, show physically showing up somebody yeah. that, you know, came and rubbed my foot for like three hours. I wonder oh, who man, that was. was probably freaking amazing. <laughs> uh, that that's that's, that's awesome. Monica here. If you guys can't tell that, but, um, you know, there's just so <laughs> many ways that people show up for you. And they think it doesn't mean a lot, but it meant like everything to have so many people just, you know, you just, there's so much support if you just are willing to see it and accept it. To be vulnerable enough
1: to put yourself out there. Yes.
0: And that's, I think what it is too, because, um, allowing yourself to receive because you've been brave enough to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, You and I,
1: you and I aren't really those types of people. Um, I think hard. in our, in our core, we're yeah, very strong, uh, type a personalities. We're going to do it ourselves mm-hmm. because that's the only right way to do it. And that's a flaw by the way. It is a flaw. It is. Thank <laughs> you for pointing that out. Um, Piper disagrees. Piper just sneezed everybody. In yeah. case she didn't hear that. That's the um, dog in the room. She was disagreeing with Sarah. Um, so it's a strength and a weakness. It's a strength and a weakness. Uh, I'm going to get it done myself, but man, letting your guard down every once in a while. Yeah. Just just so you can be reminded that you are loved by a lot more people than you think you are. And you matter to a lot more people than you think you matter. That's that right there. I think that's the power that you need when you're feeling that way, when you feel like everything Mm -hmm. is empty and you've just fallen into this great vast black hole of, fucking sadness yeah that's a great way to say it (laughs) um just having somebody say is there anything i could do i'm thinking about you Mm -hmm. that that means the world yeah it does especially from unexpected people yeah well yeah there's the
0: unexpected people that like you would never even dream would have maybe even read your post that you know you were having a hard time and then there's the people that you know, just they're coming over whether you want them to or not. Like, you practically b-
1: busted my door down. I did. Like, I, I, Let's I, go. <laughs> I texted you and you didn't answer. And so I called you. I'm like, Where are you? And you're like, I'm at home in bed. I was like, Okay, keep your door open. I'm coming over right now. Yeah. And yeah. it did. I did. It barged in and I snuggled up <laughs> with you and it was great.
0: <laughs> so, and then there's the people in between, you know, I mean, it's just so many layers of support if you're just willing to accept it. And, you know, accepting that support is part of what makes things like this a little bit more bearable and it's just something that you need to allow in. We're not meant to do all this by ourselves. No finding ways to cope. Um, you know, for you, you said, you just had to get back to work for me. Um, I've still not gone back to work. I mean, I literally tomorrow at the time of this recording, that'll be past tense, but tomorrow I'm meeting with um, my office to, Sort of plan my re-entry. Yeah. Um, So you know, everybody, everybody they, does they, things. Thank
1: God that they've been so wonderful. Oh, my understanding. I mean, that's amazing. That's phenomenal.
0: They we're we're real lucky to have great employers. An amazing support system. Yeah. Um, lucky to have them for sure. And they've been super patient with me along the whole journey. I mean, I took off work. It was about three weeks before my mom actually passed, just because. I needed to care for her exclusively and they've been incredibly patient and it's been, I mean, you know, month and a half now that I've been out of my office and for me, like that's what I needed. I I needed to um, even, you know, since my mom's passing, which has been a month and a day, I just, for me it wasn't going back Uh -uh. for me. It was, I really, and maybe that's part of the difference between that abrupt traumatic, Cause of death and a long drawn-out illness. I mean, I felt like I needed to recover in yeah. some kind of way. Like I needed healing, I needed respite. Um, and I just couldn't go yet. I yeah. just couldn't go back yet. So, yeah. you know, I found other ways to find the coping, um, that of which is I've been doing a lot more exploring of my um personal spirituality. Yeah. I've been doing how does that what does that look like? Um, you know, there's so many rabbit holes you could go down. There's so many things <laughs> yeah. that you can explore. But basically what I'm exploring, and I'm sure I'll um I'm sure I will elaborate on this more in future episodes as I continue to evolve. Cause after all, this is a place for what that is. Absolutely. um But I'm basically learning to let go of the idea that I have to embrace religion or church mm-hmm. because that has never felt good to me. Um, releasing the belief that I have to embrace that in order to find God. Yeah. I know I don't now um, or other spiritual. And that that's another thing too. This is really kind of off topic. And um, again, I'm going to talk about this more in the future, but there's always been the instilled belief in me the programmed belief in me that I had, if, if I was a spiritual person or had a spiritual mindset, that was somehow um, me not believing in God or, or dismissing God, Yeah, whoever you call God to be, you know? So there's a lot of exploration with that. There's been a lot of meditating. There's been a lot of reading and getting back to yoga and just being in my own, um space, quite honestly, headspace mm-hmm. has been really healing for me. So um yeah, that's how I've been coping and uh trying to just move forward.
1: Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah. No, I think that's really great. I think that's healthy. With my mom. Um I was actually I didn't take much time off either, but I was forced to go back to work. Yeah. My employer back then was not as um wonderful as my current employer. And I was made to believe that coming back was a choice that, that I made, but it it wasn't, I was, I was forced to come back. And with that was a downward, downward spiral of grief. Um, I, my, again, my mother was murdered, so I had lots of night terrors. Mm-hmm. I had, I was very scared to be alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very scared to be in the dark. Um, I was terrified of being attacked. Um, it was very it was a very real fear for me. yeah, I would imagine um, so. I talked to therapists. I went on medication mm-hmm. um ultimately, where I found the most comfort and the most resolve is after those types of things had failed me, mm-hmm. I saw a hypnotherapist. I don't know if I ever told you that. well, you did after I asked you about um,
0: so just a little side note, everybody, if you go back into the previous episodes, there is actually a episode on this podcast with Shaylee and Halloran, who isn't our, um, rtt therapist a spiritual healer and she does hypnotic healing so um that was an amazing episode so yeah it really check that out <laughs> go, go check it out yeah but that's what prompted me to ask you if after yeah. your mom
1: passed had you explored that at all yeah. and you said you did, I, did. I hadn't known that before yeah it was it was really cool there was a guy over at the twin towers over in Maryville, back where the twin towers used to be um he did hypnotherapy his name was tim shore and I'll never forget that guy because he helped me move past everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fear was literally paralyzing and it was just, it was getting worse and worse. And I did like, I just was like three sessions with him and it was fine. I was great. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And that's what, um,
0: again, not side sidestep, but, but that's what Shailene also talks about is how, that type of therapy is so much more effective than traditional therapy that can go on for months or years of trying to rehash the same thing. I
1: had a therapist literally (laughs) fall asleep when I was talking to her. And then I thought, shit am I being boring like is my story boring her maybe my mom's death wasn't that bad Um, like I had that thought it's like yes the hell it was bad yeah like yeah it was bad she was just bored with me like right (laughs) I can't even believe that that would be something I paid that lady a lot of money to listen to me cry (laughs) you know (sighs) that was so ridiculous and yeah three sessions and I was able to cope myself I was able to get over my fear of being in the dark. I was getting over my fear Mm -hmm. of being alone. And then just everything kind of started to fall in place after that. You know, Mm -hmm. I could process my mom's death a little bit differently. I could Mm -hmm. grieve a little bit better and I could miss her and not feel scared. Mm -hmm. Um, I could grieve her death and feel sad and not feel scared. Cause Mm -hmm. I would always go back to being scared, to being scared, to being scared. Mm -hmm. And that all went away. Um, there's some people in my life that joke and say that he hypnotized me too well because I'm a little too reckless. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, Monica, I want to lock your door. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm, I am, a, I am alert. I am aware. Um, but that was, that was truly, that was really amazing. That was a really yeah. cool experience. So I, I encourage you, if you have sought out therapy and you haven't found something that's worked for you, if you haven't found something that's shucked and jived and mm-hmm. made you feel better, try the hypnotherapy because that, that shit's incredible. That yeah, really is. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't like
0: anything else. I've only done a small group session with her so far, but I'm going to be exploring that more as well. Oh,
1: so cool.
0: um, something else, and uh, you know, lots of credit going to Shaylene in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you're listening, Shay. Um, but there was a book that she recommended, and I think I recommended it to you as well. "Embraced by the Lights." This
1: one, right? Oh, that one right
0: there. Yeah, that one really has. Um, I devoured it in like a day or two. I feel yeah. like and it gave me a lot of comfort in regards to what happens after. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's something that most of us struggle with. Even, even if you are deeply religious in um, whatever, you know, denomination you may follow, there's still, nobody really knows, right? There's still a question. So um, the vision that that book painted for me, at least felt, Felt comforting. Yeah. Um, And maybe it was just the right timing. I don't know, but either way, um, it was a, it was a good read. It was an easy read. And um, whether or not you absorb the spiritual aspect of that book, I feel like it definitely still applies to just comfort in what comes Mm -hmm. hereafter. So I'm not going to get too involved into what that book is about, but um, if you have any inkling to learn about possibility that you actually choose your parents or that you actually um have met your best friends prior to this life check it out yeah embraced by the light
1: yeah sarah Um, and i've been best friends for lots of different (laughs) lives and we'll be ghost best friends for sure haunting everybody (laughs) after this life (laughs) (laughs) that's the hope
0: You know, something else too about what my mom said to me that really resonates, um, those, that second thing that she said about just be who you are. There was a lot of things that my mom didn't share with people. There was a lot about her that she kept private and, you know, whether she was scared of being judged, whether she was just worried about people, what people would think about her, um, I don't ever want to live like that. No, you know, I don't ever want to be superficial in in my life. I don't ever want to feel like
1: I can't share. You can't you're literally sharing your life with listeners all over the world right now. You are an open book.
0: Every time I record, (laughs) I feel like I reveal a little bit more of myself, a little bit more of myself. And that is in part because of having conversations with people like you who Um, for one thing, I'm super comfortable with you. But even those that I'm not even even people I've interviewed that I haven't really met before, or I know very casually, um, being able to open the dialogue and just have a fluid conversation with people is really healing and therapeutic. And it allows you to be vulnerable in a way that for whatever reason, at least I hadn't been able to before. So and I think you know, that too is part of the purpose of this podcast that I've said before. It's partially to, um, be vulnerable as partially to be transformative, but also like for my own healing yeah. to just be able to say things out loud that maybe for whatever reason felt harder in a different, in a different situation. So yeah, every time yeah. I record something, it's like, here's another little piece, here's another little that, and I don't even do it intentionally, it just kind of happens, um,
1: we'll see how that goes. We'll see yes. how that continues. It's going to be great. <laughs> I, I don't know if I shared this with you either. Um, being with you at your mother's service, mm-hmm. there were so many people that came there from her work.
0: I know. And that, that was, was so amazing. amazing.
1: That was so wonderful to watch, to watch the way that you lit up when they talked about her, <laughs> because I know in that moment, you had never, ever heard those stories before. no. That's and true. It was so great because there was just such sadness, like all over you. It was mm-hmm. so heavy on you. I mean, it was like wet. It was heavy, wet. And they started sharing stories about how wonderful she was and what a great mentor she was yeah. and how they taught her so I much know. and helped them and held their hand. And and you were just like, you were in awe. You instantly, like your whole body lit mm-hmm. up and you were just engrossed in their stories about your mom and you were listening like this wide-eyed little kid hearing these stories and that it was, was just it was that was really incredible that was really that was really neat to witness
0: you know what i had never and it's just a great reminder that there's so much you don't know about people's lives oh, even God, yes. the people that are closest to you yeah. you know like my mom she worked remotely for for sure, since COVID yeah. and kind of off and on prior to that. And, um, so, you know, there wasn't always a lot of contact. And and even when she was in office, she had, you know, people, she they had like zoom meetings before zoom was even a thing. Like, so, yeah. you know, there was a lot of, um, just the way she worked. It wasn't necessarily face to face with people, you right. know, a lot of emails and, and things like that. And to hear those people, um, and to to hear the condolences, yeah. um, see the condolences on the the funeral home obituary page. That was those were things that like I never even thought to think about. Quite honestly, I mean, I know that you know you obviously people you work with you know them to a certain degree, but the way that they spoke about her was pretty amazing, um, and it was just like a layer of her that I really didn't know before. Yeah, you know she she influenced a lot of people. And there was at least three other nurses that came in and literally said the same thing of, she made me a better nurse. Absolutely.
1: I heard that over and over again.
0: And while I know my mom was dedicated to her profession, to hear people say how inspired they were by her and how influenced they were by her, you know, that, that was, that was beautiful to hear. And then that also reminds me that that's what people think about you too. And you don't hear it every day. No. You know, it's it's these different layers of people we influence and and have some type of connection with that we have no idea how we affect people's lives. Oh, absolutely. Every day. All the time. Right. Every day. Even accidentally. Yes. Yes. I mean, I can remember, you know, being in my kitchen, my commercial kitchen space, and somebody like a year after they had tried something or I remember one woman in particular amongst them where it was like a year after she had originally come in the cafe or the the kitchen and had said, um, she tried such and such dish. And like, that was the reason she went vegan because at that, that moment she knew that she could have what she loved, right? So it's like the things that people don't tell you in the moment, like I hope that those people at some points had said those things to my mom. I hope they had said, you know, you're amazing and you've inspired me and um, you've made me better. Like if those, if there are people in your life that that is is true, those are true statements. Don't wait till they're dead. (laughs) Please tell them now. (laughs) Yes. Like Tell them. Because when you tell them, they're going to be so inspired to tell somebody else something that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Absolutely. And then that ripple effect yeah. of the good, being the good, All the doing time. the good. Yeah. Just yeah. That goes say what you to, mean, say
1: what you feel. That goes back to me not missing an opportunity to say that I love you to yes. somebody that matters to me. If, if you matter to me, I'm going to let you know that you matter to me. And it yes. might not be like, I love you. Because I mean, I love you is reserved for important things. But... I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, gosh, I appreciate you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. I know it was such a mundane thing, and it was such an easy thing for you, but thank you so much because that really took a lot of weight off of my back. Yeah, And oh, now I can do X, Y, and Z, and I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about that. It's expression of
0: that appreciation. Yes. Like, that really gets to the core of what people need in their heart and soul is to feel appreciated yeah. and seen. Yes, And when you take the time, whether it's I love you or whether it's I – you know, appreciate you or thank you so much for X, Y, or yeah. Z. Thank you for being just, patient with
1: me. Thank you for teaching me that.
0: That can change somebody's whole day. Everything. It can change their whole perspective if they just feel
1: a little bit appreciated. Yeah. I like giving compliments to strangers. Yeah, for sure. And just see the way that their body language changes yeah. when you say, that's a really beautiful shirt that you have on yep. today. And I could definitely, I mean, I'm definitely thinking that. I look at it from afar and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool shirt. But rather than just thinking, and I say it out loud, mm-hmm. it drives my teenager bonkers because yeah. I talk to random <laughs> strangers. But, I mean, that, that just, that starts the kindness. Yes. Just be kind. Yes. You just just be nice. <sighs>
0: well, this has been a really great conversation on what we're doing with our grief. Yeah. It never ends. Grief is going to always be there, um, even with healing of grief. It just changes and evolves into um, something else. What you're doing with it to well, it just, continue to honor the package gets prettier. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe the that's to look gets at prettier. it mm-hmm. for sure. You're never going to stop missing them. There's always going to be a void. Yes. But if you can get yourself up and move forward in a way that you know is purposeful for you and maybe even honors them. I think that's, I think that's all
1: anybody could ask. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, somebody very special to me said something really quite beautiful yesterday when I was at the grave visiting my dad. And I wanted to be sad because my heart hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I missed him. And, I had taken a picture of me by my dad's grave and my face is sad. I mean, obviously my face is sad. And instead of saying something that could have just made my sadness the same or made my sadness deeper, um, he said something that made me happier, but still honored the way that I felt. And it was, smile, babe, because that's all he's doing. Watching you from afar, watching you grow as a woman and as a mom, watching you teach your little ones things that he and your mom taught you. Just smile. And (laughs) I cried. I'm not going to lie. I definitely cried. Yeah. Um, But it was different because, it's like, yeah, he is. He is smiling. Mm -hmm. I know he is. I know he's watching after us. Mm -hmm. And I do hope I make him proud. You do. You I don't want to make that, uh, that grief package a little prettier.
0: I think that's an amazing way to say it. And you saying that with the context of that message that you got is really makes that relevant of just making the package of the grief prettier. Yeah. We can definitely all do that. Um, moving through the layers and the stages is necessary, but you can get to that package, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. And putting a bow on top of it and moving forward that's mm-hmm. that's what it needs to be that's what it needs to be
1: for now until we can figure out better ways to process it I'm really interested to hear more about the purpose stuff because that, that seems really fascinating can't wait to hear more about that yeah I
0: think it's there um, maybe once we both learn about that a little bit more we can revisit yeah. this later
1: yeah so. for sure
0: thanks for having a conversation with me today
1: Thank you as always for being my best friend
0: (laughs) and you mine. I love you. I love you more. (laughs) Thanks for letting me speak on grief again today. I know that sometimes these conversations can be triggering for people But I also know that sometimes it can be really helpful for people too. This is one of those topics that happens to everybody. And so often it goes undiscussed and gets covered up and just ignored. I don't ever want to be that way. I don't ever want to hide what is going on internally and This podcast is one of the places where it is my hope to be vulnerable and allow other people to do so as well in a way to promote healing and growth and perspective and transformation. So as I continue to evolve in my own grief and healing in regards to the loss of my mother and other things in life... You can expect me to keep bringing up the conversation in one way or another, to keep peeling back the layers of the different parts of it all. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for continuing to show up. Thank you to those of you that reached out to me when I wasn't showing up because life was just too much in the moments and in the thick of losing somebody incredibly close to me. I appreciate you all more than you know and being here with you every week is very therapeutic for me and my only real hope is that somebody listening is inspired and moved in a way that helps them move about their day from a positive perspective I'll see you all again soon thanks for listening